Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Welcome Hi, back. Hello. I'm the economist. I'm the accountant. And Money Mechanic joining you as always. Getting right into it tonight. We don't want to waste any time. We're going to crack our first beer. Ooh. This, are we are going international tonight, gentlemen. I don't see a blurb. Okay. If you can't do your own blurb on this, okay, go ahead. you're not allowed to drink it. Really? Is that a law? Has that been determined? <laughs> well, this is this is Heineken. Well, yeah. Amsterdam. Brewed in Amsterdam, right? Uh, this could be argued as probably one of the most popular beers in the world. It is the beer of Coachella, or it was, anyway. Right. Like, I've tra- the beer I've of traveled. Champions League soccer. We've all traveled. You can always get a Heineken. And they're crazy on banners and advertising and sponsorship. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. Now, word of advice. Uh-huh. Don't use your electronic napkin. Oh, okay. So we are drinking Heineken from a can. Right. right. Now, this is my word of advice. Heineken doesn't always sell that well in every liquor store. Okay. So A, never buy bottles of Heineken that are warm off the shelf. Okay. All right. Okay. And if you can avoid it, buy cans instead of cold bottles of Heineken. And don't get me wrong. I love cracking a cold bottle of Heineken because I, I enjoy drinking you have a bottle more but the problem is and a lot of people have had heineken and gone oh, it's got that skunky taste yeah. to it right it's because it gets light struck sure in those green bottles yeah so if you're in an area that doesn't drink a lot of heineken you're going to yeah. end up buying green Makes bottles sense. that have been warm for six months yeah. and it's not going to taste good yeah but you taste this that's crisp out of a can uh, we already said it tastes like heineken yeah but a good heineken it's not that right. skunky flavor yeah right there you go. Mm-hmm. A tip on how to There's your, select you, your beers. Is that our useful hack for the evening? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, considering what my useful hack is, that might be the more useful of the two hacks. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, I really wanted this week, I started thinking about cash rewards type programs. And holy crap, I didn't even realize there were as many as there are. How many are there? About a baker's dozen? Uh, well, I've got two references tonight that I'm going to use. Uh, one of them has, uh, let me find this here. One of them quotes 17 best cashback apps. And the other reference I had quotes 20. And this is in Canada. Well, this is the problem I had too, is I started diving into this. And unfortunately, I was at my day job that required other attention. Right. So my coffee breaks, trying to figure out the 37 best apps in Canada. Coffee breaks. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, they can't see the air quotes. <laughs> so... Uh, to cut the long story short, I yeah. was overwhelmed right. by the options. Right. And I'm not going to go into the details of every one because... Are you going to give us one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I see, and I thought I was going to give you the one I liked the most. Right. But instead of that, I'm going to give you a bit of a, a bit of a rant. Okay. I don't like any of them. Okay. I think they're all bullshit. Sure. Because basically at the end of the day, I, I clicked on a whole bunch of them and all their websites look surprisingly similar it's almost like they all come from the same kind of data-driven company that's just trying to source your information well i think that's what they're trying to do well absolutely what they're trying to do right but so they're going to pay you three cents for taking a picture of your seat and sending it in yeah and i got thinking about this and from our point of view in the fi community generally we don't turn down free cash right right i wrote an article not that long ago about optimizing your credit cards where you can get some cash back and I'm on board with that. Why not, right? But that doesn't take me any work. Yeah. And I'm, I am I technically am selling the information, right? But it goes yeah. through the credit card company. Right. right. So anyway, there's, I can just name off a few. There's, you know, there's uh, Cattle. I mean, they've all got funky names now, don't cattle? they? Cattle? Right? There's Checkout 51. There's Cattle. Uh, you know, I'm going to, we're going to put these two, uh, references in the show notes so you can scroll through as a listener and decide if any of these are worth taking up. Right. But really at the bottom line for me, I, I, I kind of read through them like, okay, I've got to have an app on my phone now. Which you can't cause your phone's too old. It's a possibility, but I think it still works <laughs> for most things <laughs> as long as I don't update. <laughs> but most of them are going to 
basically what it boils down to is they're incur- they're either encouraging you to shop right or rewarding you for shopping right right which are kind of a negative connotation from our point of view sure in that especially if you're right? struggling with yeah with spending so like, so is your useful hack actually not using these rewards programs i think it might be yeah <laughs> don't get sucked into these and because i looked through a lot of the vendors too and i mean a classic one that we've probably all heard of is ebates in right Canada, right right we've yeah, all yeah. heard of that one and you've seen the commercials on tv and and that's definitely the most popular but there's lots of other ones that are along the similar lines right but to be fair i signed up for ebates over a year ago uh-huh. and i've never actually opened their website to go and buy anything right do you know what i mean it's just that next step same thing. The one of them I was looking at, I think. It How was, do you remember all this stuff? Well, right? exactly. Right. The, yeah, it's kind of a pain. The time factor. We need to focus on the big things that are going to make a difference for us, right? Yeah. Like stop thinking about, oh, I can get five cents cash back if I scan this receipt. Right. And a lot of them I went through, and it's it's on a lot of spending that I don't do a lot of. Yeah. So it has zero value to me. Yeah. Um, if you're the type of it, you know, it's to me. It's the modern day coupon clipping. Right. Right. Okay. Which is just kind of like, it's really? Fo- it's focusing on a $3 question, not a $30,000 question. Exactly. Like change the big things, put some time in that. Yeah. Optimize and you're good. Or the recurring things. Yeah. The recurring. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everyday yeah. things. Totally. But if you've got 20 different apps to choose from to earn, and, and the, a lot of the, just, just, this is just reference from the, the articles I read. Yeah. This is not, uh by experience or what actually happens, but they're talking like maybe 20 bucks a month. Right. So how much time are you putting in to get a 20 buck cash back on? Did, I, did they talk about that? No, uh, but no. I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's worth it. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I guess my, uh, my hack is try these if you're interested, but don't, don't expect them to make a difference. Don't be afraid to kick them to the curb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, go. we talked about Coho on here before and, yeah, you know, I think you, if you're using your credit card smartly, then it's all good. But yeah, I got lost down the rabbit hole and I came up with more questions than answers. Well, there so, you go. Well, we'll link so what are we going to talk about tonight? Yeah, what are we, we actually going to talk oh, about tonight? Yeah, more importantly, um, let me get some more Heineken in me. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll be the one to introduce the topic then, since you're drinking. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready now. Tonight we are going to talk about mortgages. Oh, really? So boring. It I is mean, boring. awesome. Yes, finally. <laughs> so exciting. We do see a lot of questions about I've mortgages. I've seen a ton of questions and around about mortgages. They're different questions, right? They're like, how do you save for mortgage? How do you get your first mortgage? How do you renew a mortgage? What right. about HELOCs? They're not easy questions, but they're not super complicated either. Yeah. And we're not going to... This episode isn't going to be about a step-by-step of how to go and get a mortgage. No, it's just going to be addressing different questions. A little overview. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, from our experience too. I mean, we've both got mortgages. We've renewed mortgages. I just went through a big renewal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we understand how a HELOC works. So I think basically rounding that out so that there's a little more understanding. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So first question then is, uh, oh, how much do you need to save for down payment? 20%. I thought it was five. <laughs> Can I take uh, door number three, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, right? Is any mortgage that has less than 20% down in Canada, you have to get HCMC insurance, which is going to cost you extra money. Yeah. It gets tacked onto the top of your mortgage and makes your mortgage payments bigger. So if at all possible, you want to be able to put 20% down, but... If it's going to take you an extra five years to get 20% down, should you put your 5% down and just start hammering away at your mortgage now or wait and save up for the 20%? Depending where you live, rent's cheaper than owning. Yeah, what's, Generally. what's the property market doing? Right? See, this is the problem, right? This is what yeah. leads into all these questions. Right? Yeah. Is there's too many other factors? There's so many variables. People are like, how much money do I put down for my mortgage? You were like the maximum you can possibly afford. Hopefully, you're aiming for twenty percent. Right. But if you're in a high cost of living area in Canada now, it's pretty tough to save a hundred k or more. Yeah. For a twenty percent down, which is well, but unless if you're you, buying a condo, if, and even condos now are. If you can't save it, is it worth buying? Well, this is a good question too, which comes up as well. Is like, I can't afford that, but I want to buy. Well, right. so if you can't afford to save. For the mortgage. Can you really afford to buy? Well, yeah. Can you afford the house after you've bought it? 
Yeah, with right. all the additional costs. So we won't go off. We'll, we'll try not to get well, off too many tangents here. Cause right. Towards the mortgage. It's yeah. really easy. Yeah. But yeah, and I mean, one of the things to think about there is that also if you save 20% down, you have the option of a 30-year amortization, which is going to make your payment smaller. Right. If you don't have 20% down, the longest you can amortize is 25 years. Okay, that's an interesting one. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it used to, I bought my first house and I put 5% down and I had a 40 year amortization. Right. What? Yeah. Now, would like, you say that no was no principal every month? Would, would you say that's a mistake? <laughs> Huge mistake. Right. So yeah. we shouldn't be uh, advocating for a longer pay no. down period. But no. And I mean, something that I think people, if they're thinking about getting a mortgage, need to do is go to ratehub.ca, play around with their mortgage calculator. And go down to the amortization table and see over the years, you know, if I have a 25-year mortgage at 3% for those 25 years, like go and look how much interest you're going to pay. Yeah. Like with 5% down, like you're going to almost double oh, your mortgage right. yeah, over that time period, right? Yeah. 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 And you got to think about the long-term effects of that, especially if this isn't a property that's generating any income. Yeah. Think about what yeah. the cost of that mortgage actually is in total over that time period. Right. And I think that's a good point you made there about RateHub, which is a, is a valuable resource. Re resource. Thank there you. There you go. Yes. <laughs> it was right there. You yeah. saw it coming up. Yeah. <laughs> but there's lots of other ones too. I downloaded some just Excel spreadsheets with amortization calculations that allowed you to put in extra payments and uh, right. change the numbers yeah, there, around. I mean, there's a ton of mortgage calculators out there that'll... This is just another one of those personal finance things where I think you should become a little comfortable. You should wade into it. Yes. And become a little comfortable with the procedure of, okay, what does amortization mean? You know, what's your rate going to be? What's your principal versus your interest payments? And how are all of these play, things... Play with it yeah, a little yeah. bit. You don't have to be an expert, but play with those numbers a little bit. So get familiar with it before you start go shopping and talk for a to house. People. Yeah, yeah, go and talk to people. No, no, now, before you go and talk to people. Like, oh no, I know, but yeah. then also go and talk to people. Yes, yeah. And I mean, that begs the next question: Do you go to your bank or do you get a mortgage broker? Okay, well, yeah, I knew this is where you're going to go with this, but the problem with both of those is neither one is going to educate you on how a mortgage works. I mean, a good mortgage broker should, but realistically, they won't. They don't. They get paid to, to sell a product. A yes. So they want you to get the biggest mortgage possible because right. they're going to get paid the most amount of money. So if the bank says, hey, you can afford a $750,000 house, we'll give you a mortgage for that. Go out and get it. That doesn't mean that you can actually afford it. It means that's what they'll give you. So maybe as the first person you go talk to your fee-based financial planner? I think a fee-based financial planner is a great idea on that when looking to purchase home yeah okay but i don't think you need to go to a financial planner just to figure out whether you should get a mortgage or not right i didn't true yeah you know that's what i'm saying is play with the numbers first play with rate hub i play think with that the learn use, i'll disagree with you though use i the think tools. that entirely depends how comfortable you are with your own finances <sighs> okay well if you're not and comfortable with your own finances why are you going to Spend 100K on a house. Well, th there's the How'd whole question, the right? There's the thing is start looking into not, this. Not start only learning. how um, comfortable you are with your personal finances, but how knowledgeable are you about mortgages and all the different repayment options? Well, and have you looked at and rent versus buy? Well, okay. have you done the math on that? See, we're going to get off track already because of we course could we totally are. Yeah. talk about rent for a spot. I know. Right? I, I mean, know, that's, know. we could go we're on not, and on and on about not, that. Yeah. We're trying to focus on just the practicality of the actual, uh, the mechanics of a mortgage. Right. Okay. So let's get back on track here. Okay. You're going to get a mortgage. You've already decided. You're going to get a mortgage. Let's, you've let, let's you've, use the accountant. You've educated. The economist. You, you've educated yourself about mortgages? Yes. The you know all about them? Yeah. You're yeah. going to get a mortgage. Do you go to a mortgage broker or the bank? Yes. Oh, I like this. It's turned into a question. AKA question, answer yes period. to both? Right. Go to both. Shop around. Yeah. No. Why not? The bank rates are fairly posted. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, I'll disagree with you on that. Oh, here we go. Well, Why can't you go to your mortgage <laughs> broker, see what he offers, and then take it to the bank and say, can you beat this? Or vice versa. Yeah. One yeah. mortgage broker... Ver Maybe you need two mortgage brokers. A mortgage broker is supposed to be doing that for you. True. Okay. But right. you don't know that they will. Right. What I was going to say was... Yes. Yeah, basically <laughs> what you said in the other side of the argument was 
you'd go to a mortgage broker because you would expect them to have your best interests at heart and in mind. But you're right. They're selling a product. But I will also argue to that that they're going out to find or they have their suite of products. Yes. Right? They're preferred lenders that you deal with. And once you do get your number from them, you should be able to shop that around online you know, because not that many of us, I didn't have a personal relationship with a bank to go in and, and get a great bank rate mortgage. I right? think you should shop around online just to make sure it's, that it's reasonable. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to beat it by shopping around online. I think you're going to beat it by actually negotiating with the bank. All right, let's not get too carried away arguing about banks and brokers and who has your best interest. And what the basic, the bottom line is shop around for a good rate. But the best rate doesn't necessarily mean that the mortgage has the best terms, prepayment terms, you, and penalties. You mean your decision shouldn't come down to rate. You have to consider other things. I think so. Right. right. Because if there's any kind of possibility, the, the mortgage that I chose yeah. for our first mortgage had very stiff penalties if we broke it within the first five years. But I was willing to take on the risk of those penalties for the lower rate. Right. Because the rate's most important in the 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 first five. Yeah, when yeah, it's right. the mortgage is at its highest. Exactly. Yeah. Like if I got to pay a three month interest penalty to get out of the mortgage, it was going to be stiff. Yeah. Right. So I'm just saying th- this is why we're having this conversation because all these little things are a fact. Should we talk about terms? Like, is that where we should go next? Things to consider other than rates. Yeah. If you. If you're on a fixed mortgage, what is the cost if you break that mortgage before the term is up? You should you know, know that. You should know that because if rates, say you lock in at 4%, I know rates aren't at 4% today, but like back in the day, you locked in at 4% and rates dropped to like 1.7. Well, you're going to want to refinance. It's going to be worth it even paying a cancellation penalty. But you'd rather not. But you'd rather not. So it's it's a factor to have in there. That's why you just go variable from the beginning. So variable or fixed, there's another argument. <laughs> yeah, good question, right? I went variable from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and again, it, it comes down to how much risk you're willing to take on that. Yeah. Right? And for us, we got a 30-year amortization, like you said. And I wanted to go variable because I knew that because of the amortization period, the monthly payments were lower. Right. And you'd hoped they'd stay that way. It wasn't that I hoped they'd stay that way. I knew that I was I was I was paying more additional payments. Right. That I knew I could pull back if necessary. So you had room if it went up. I think right. this is another thing people should understand on a variable rate mortgage. So if rates go up, your payment doesn't automatically go up. Your, your payment goes stays up. the same, yeah. but your interest portion That's goes up. That's a very good right. point. So if you have a thirty year amortization, this happened to me, yeah. and rates go up. All of a sudden, your amortization might be 32 years, 33 years, 34 years, depending how much rates increase over that time. And if they go high enough, you'll get a call from the bank and your payments will have to go up. Yeah, right. Well, I was with uh, the lender I was with before was MCAP, Canadian Mortgage Lender. And they did change my payments when the rates changed because I was variable rate. I'd get a new statement saying your payment has changed with this. It, It was never a ton. But it was reflective of the percentage change. Well, that's probably just another term. That's that... another term within the mortgage. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Um, prepayment, important part of your yeah, mortgage agreement one. too. If you're right? allowed to. If you're allowed to. Most of them are pretty good now. They're about 20%, I think. Yeah, I Ballparking. think 10 or 20% 10 percent, is yeah. kind of standard. A but year? A yes. year, yeah. A year. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, especially for people In... looking to go for after FI, like the faster you get that mortgage paid off, the better. So what are your limitations well, on paying it off? That's right. a great point because you're going to run into the problem of going, I can't pay my mortgage off, even if I want to, because you're going to incur early payment penalties. Right. right. You know, and this is the interesting thing is, you know, I consider myself fa- fairly financially literate, but when it comes to the legalese and within a mortgage, I can read it, but, you know, that's why we take it to a lawyer, right? I yeah. I kind of hope it all works out. I mean, does your mortgage broker understand it all? Maybe. Yeah. Depends well, how good they are. I've got. Uh, we refinanced earlier this year into a to a new lender. Yeah. For a HELOC, and shit went sideways. Yeah. Yeah. There was a huge penalty that was trying to be charged, and I went in there and I scanned through the documents at the lawyer's place, and 
right away I'm going, this is wrong. There's right. no way I'm paying you 12 grand for something that I definitely don't owe you for. Yeah. And it was a lot of back and forth with the lawyer and the broker and, and the two lenders to sort it out. And it ended up being a paperwork error where uh, the one lender thought the mortgage was due on X day mm-hmm. and the new mortgage wasn't start until X plus 10. And then there was going to be this huge penalty for this in-between time where somebody's going, who's paying me right. where, right? And it's, it was it's just a numbers or a, like a math and uh, date error on the paperwork. A clerical error, really. Clerical error, exactly. And so these are the things you need to be really, really careful of. And I think us as the average consumer are just not versed in how to deal with all that nuance and all right. the, the legalese. So, right. You know, there's a lot of good questions about mortgages, and I'm going on a tangent here, so we'll get back on topic. Well, so what's another term we should be concerned with? Yeah, your prepayment, penalties, your rates, whether you're variable or fixed. Yeah. Your... A common one now, which you just talked about that you set up a HELOC, is yeah. is it readvanceable? Yeah, that's a good one. Right. I have okay. a couple of readvanceable well, mortgages. Let's, let's just take a step back before you get into that and maybe just start off describing what a HELOC is. Because I see a lot of questions about that. It's like, should I get a HELOC? And people seem to misunderstand what that means as far as a mortgage goes right so a home equity line of credit HELOC that's the acronym yeah is uh is registered against the title on your house similar to a mortgage but the difference with a HELOC is that it is interest only payments generally at a significantly higher interest rate than you're going to get on a mortgage right and you can pay the entire thing off without penalty at any time and generally they're always readvanceable so you can then also pull that money back if you need it Right. So it's a revolving line of credit. Your house is the equity for that revolving line of credit. So you get a better rate than you would on an unsecured line of credit. Okay. I'm going to add to that because that's a good description. When you refinance, you have to request. The ELOCs don't just come included. And you need to have a certain amount of equity already built into your what is that percentage Uh, i think 60 is fairly safe i don't think they'd like to go much past that they They won't they won't heloc more than 65 percent. yeah the big canadian banks won't. yeah so you're allowed to heloc 65 percent, but you got to apply for it right okay and part of the problem that comes with that is your base mortgage rate Mm -hmm. fixed or variable because you need to think about this as two different products now your heloc and your yeah you've got your base base mortgage on your property and then you've got your HELOC, which is your line of credit. So your base mortgage now is probably going to be at a slightly higher rate because the lender is saying, we're giving you a more complex product. We're going this to is on a re-advanceable mortgage, not a separate HELOC. Is that right? No, I'm talking about, in general, a HELOC attached to a mortgage. Yeah, I'll disagree with you on that. So your base mortgage is going to have a higher rate? Your Dep- ba- depending on your lender. Because you have a HELOC attached yes. to your house. Okay, that makes sense. If you renew your mortgage yes. after you've got your HELOC. No, no. I refinanced with a different company. Mm-hmm. And I had to pay a higher rate for my variable mortgage than yeah. I was before. Yes. So I could have a HELOC. I'm not even using the HELOC. Right. But your HELOC was already attached to your house. No. I had to apply for one. See, that's... I. This is where people are don't understand how it works. Yeah. Well, I... I you don't. You can't just walk in and go, "Hey, here, hey, I want a HELOC over here, please." Right. It's it's a new mortgage term. Like yeah. it's a new mortgage contract. Okay. It's not lender. like a second mortgage. It's rolled into the it's, whole oh, initial okay. loan. Gotcha. One big. It, it's it's one big. It's two separate rooms in one big house. Gotcha. Oh, good one. I like that. Thank you. Hey. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's two beers in a six pack. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's two beers in a two pack. <laughs> that would be more accurate. It's two beers in a box. There you go. <laughs> Small box. <laughs> Small box. <laughs> okay, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. So it's two, so different, two different rooms in a house. Okay, so my experience was that I could have renewed my initial mortgage, which was just a straight variable mortgage yeah. for a lower rate mm-hmm. than what I was offered for the HELOC that I chose that had the terms I wanted. Gotcha. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I ended up, I'm actually paying more now than I was before, Right. but I've accessed the equity that i have built up because i want to put that to work right, right. and we should know okay. this is lender specific because totally I, totally i got a very good rate rolled in with my home equity line of credit that yeah. is the same rate i would have got if i had not had do you think lock. this is the useful hack well i, I no, think no no i'm i'm just asking the accountant <laughs> do you think that shipping people 
to CIBC is the useful hack of this episode. No, potentially. I don't think you. I don't think we're ready to sell anybody. No, but so this is interesting. This is for entertainment purposes. Only. Entertainment Absolutely. purposes only. <laughs> but I figured out why they were so after my business is they've been losing market share in the mortgage industry in well, Canada. Just take a step back there for a second and then tell your story. You're you're cutting in halfway. Right. So I was approached by a banker at CIBC to refinance my mortgages and move my banking over to CIBC. Mortgages, plural, which is good to note. Yes, mortgages. One of them was already at CIBC, but he wanted me to refinance that at a new lower rate and then bring over my other mortgage from TD. Yeah. And to do so, I got very favorable terms, and he's the CIBC is paying the costs of me paying out the mortgage from TD. You have been pumping his tires nonstop. It's ridiculous. I, yeah. Super happy with him. We're gonna, we're gonna, time will tell. He's saving me a lot of money. The Economist yeah. and I are still on the fence on this well, one. Yeah, you can be and, on the fence. And it, this is it's an it's an interesting thing. I mean, I think it's fantastic and good for you for doing that because hey, that's what it's all about, right? Saving some money, making sure. the, making the big decisions like we talked about earlier make them have the most impact on your finances on your path to fi right yeah. well and this is a major decision because my payment didn't change but i'm paying off an extra 500 dollars a month in principal that math doesn't work oh you're talking about all your properties all all the properties yeah yeah okay yeah so by refinancing both i've mm-hmm. upped my principal pay down every month by 500 bucks that's right? substantial and my payments haven't changed yeah like, that's, that's very, very substantial, substantial. Yeah. yeah it's not nothing no <laughs> No, it's 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think to be exact, it's $500 a month. Yeah. And I think this all falls into the same problem area where people are unsure about mortgages, unsure about when to refinance. And I think really at the end of the day, unsure of how to do the math. Yeah. Right. Because right. just sitting down with the numbers to crunch, uh, it's not easy. No. It's not easy. But and that's where look online and find those mortgage calculator yeah, tools. Yeah. It's it's interesting to hear that the banks or specifically CIBC is trying to drive some business their way because, you know, you go to Rate Hub and you look at it, generally your top five rates aren't the big banks. No. Right. Right. And Well, and that's earlier you were saying that you can generally find the bank's posted rate. Yeah. Well, the posted rate it's not at CIBC get, yeah. is like three and a half 80 percent. basis yeah. points higher than what I'm getting. Yeah. And hopefully your mortgage broker can get that, but maybe he can't right. unless he talks to... Oh, and this is, I feel like another thing we should mention because I just said it. So basis points, which is are often just called points. Yeah. It's very confusing what it is. Like 10 points is 0.1%. Yes. Yeah. So when people are using that, just so people out there know, like if somebody says 100 points, that's, that's 1%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you hear it all the time, right? 20 basis points. Yeah. Yeah. That's 0.2%. Right? Yes. Yeah. Just think of it as 10. Yeah. Or times 10. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You ready Sorry. for our next beer? It looks like you guys aren't. I was just hoping for something a little more local. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So, okay. Speaking of local beer, I did struggle to find a good comparison for Heineken. For Heineken. Like think of a local beer for Heineken. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Think on that for a couple minutes while we carry on. Oh, you don't want me to go to the fridge now? Well, we can. Yeah, I think it's time for the fridge. Okay. Well, think about it for a few less seconds while we go to the fridge. All right. What could it be? Hoin Pilsner. Haven't we done this one before? Did we? I'm pretty sure we've done this already. Yeah. I think so. I think it's about the last time you're in charge of beer. Hey, I'm okay with that. You guys always send me to buy the beer. (laughs) Well, that's true. Well, you got nothing to do. You got nothing to do all day. I've been working my day job. Oh. All right. Well, for the uh, second... Well, you know, eventually we're going to have more podcasts than beers. I mean, we hope that eventually yeah. we'll have more podcasts than Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Okay, the truth of the matter is I, I picked the Heineken because I wanted to do another international. And I actually had a, a tall can of Beck's, and I was kind of looking at them both going, yeah, these might be a good comparison. Right. And I went, I don't really want to drink a Heineken and a Beck's tonight. <laughs> I appreciate the Hoyn Pilsner. Yeah. 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 So I went with the Hoyn Pilsner again because, you know, it's interesting because I struggled in the store, right? I was like, yeah. what is a European type style beer that's brewed here locally yeah. in British Columbia in, in Vancouver Island? So I chose the Hoyn Pilsner and 
I'm going to read the blurb again because I think you... It's one of the best, best blurbs. I think you read it last I did. time. Yeah, yeah. So only three or four errors on, <laughs> yeah, when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> so Hoyne Brewing Company is in Victoria, British Columbia, and this is the Hoyne Pilsner. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, listeners. On the third night, I handed my sweetie a tall, slender Pilsner, perfectly poured. While holding it up and gazing either at it or through it at me, she said softly, You are so fine to me. It was hard to tell if she meant to be heard. Ambiguity, thy name is woman, I nearly uttered. <laughs> it nailed it. Whether she was speaking to me or to the beer, it was merely semantics. The deal was sealed. <laughs> I would make it my life's work to make fine beer. Well, we'll have to have one more time so we get the accountant's <laughs> reading. Yours yeah, definitely well, well, beat mine. We're going to yeah. have on one, once yeah. more for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I love all the beers that have like the, the good little notes on them, right? Yeah. yeah right up there. So uh, it's not like the Heineken. I know, right? But uh, it's a tasty treat it's a it pretty is a good, it's a pretty good pilsner treat. yeah i got sucked in by the pilsner name thinking it might be european but yeah. i know i know it's good we had this at the accountant's 30th birthday not that long yeah ago. we had a yeah. keg of this yeah yeah we yeah. the royal we <laughs> the royal we are you yeah. suggesting i drank that keg so back to mortgages <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounded like <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to uh dig into a couple more things before we get too carried away and finish this up without missing a few points sure okay um you've completely yeah. lost your train of thought <laughs> yeah i have not oh okay sorry then go ahead that was my uh that was my eye look of deep thought oh, oh okay. okay the okay. listeners can't see that yeah we're going youtube one day boys uh, well yeah it'll be pretty i'm ready it'll be disappointing <laughs> <laughs> no i want to get back to the uh just a quick, just couple. To be clear, it'd be sixty-six percent disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was good, man. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, just to finish off the uh, the HELOC section, right? My experience refinancing was interesting because I went from a variable rate mortgage, yeah, mm-hmm. and my five-year term was up but I wanted access to some equity that we've been building up in the house. Right. Right. First thing to remember that if you want a HELOC, the chances are you may have to change lenders to get one. Yeah. Not everybody offers that as an option. That's right. So that's what happened to me. I had to change lenders. Right. So there's some factors to consider that I hadn't at that time. I knew I wanted the HELOC, but I had to pay a whole bunch of legal fees to transfer lenders. I wanted the HELOC, so I had to go through. I had to jump through some hoops. We had to get an appraisal. We You're essentially to, re-qualifying, re-qualifying for a new mortgage. Yeah, that's so, exactly what's happening. So don't think you can just. There's a lot of comments. They're just like, "Oh, just get my HELOC." Right. It's not that simple. Yeah. No, you're requalifying for a new mortgage. Exactly. You're going to need a new appraisal, exactly. new legal work, all that stuff. So just to clarify, a HELOC is kind of the same thing as a readvanceable mortgage. No. 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 Okay. Okay. So essentially, you have the equity portion of your house that you can't touch. Yes. Your mortgage portion that, you that is to fixed pay. and has fixed to. payments. Yeah. And then your home equity line of credit part that is, if it's fully taken, like if you've used all of those funds, yeah. it's interest only. You can pay as much of it back as you want. You always yeah. have to pay the interest. Right. If none of it's used, you pay no interest and those funds are just available to you. A now, readvanceable okay. mortgage yeah. okay, go ahead. is one of those fancy New York apartments with sliding walls. And every time you make a payment on your mortgage, that wall slides over a little bit and allows you to have more that you can take out the of your room HELOC room gets bigger the and the mortgage room, room gets yes. smaller. It's getting bigger yeah. as you pay down your mortgage. Yeah, right. Not the way I was going to describe it, but it works. It's well, good. Well, that's good. my analogy. All right, so. now, if you go, you're on the analogy train tonight. Well. Choo-choo. But do you need a readvanceable mortgage to get a HELOC? No. No, they okay. will be completely okay. separate. You can also have a HELOC that is static. Right. They've, 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 and in that case, they've approved you so to you could, borrow. Yeah, you could have a $200,000 mortgage yeah. that you pay down over time and a $200,000 line of credit. And that yes. $200,000 line of credit Doesn't will change. never get bigger. Right. It will always so be $200,000. In that example, the sliding room is between your equity portion that you can access and the mortgage. Yes, exactly. Right. 
let's not get too confusing here. We're between readvanceable and clear not. as crystal. Yeah, totally it is, right? Just like cl- as clear as this beer. It's not quite that clear. It's yeah, not that so, clear. What do you think of the wine? It's mm. delicious. What did we decide the first time? We better make sure we <laughs> agree with what we decided. Well, you know, before. you can depending on what you have before a beer, that will impact what you think of the current beer you have. That's also true. Like see, I don't think the Hoyne's that good right now. Really? After the Heineken. I thought it was a nice change. Oh, it, I am. It, it I gives like me it. a really sweet taste. Hmm. Well, it doesn't have the skunky Heineken. It's a very different taste. I thought we agreed that the canned Heineken doesn't have the I'm skunk. not saying it's skunky, but <laughs> oh my god. He's so You don't have any Dutch either. friends at all, do you? Uh <laughs> I mean, you're assuming that I have friends in the first place. Oh, you yeah. got two right here, buddy. <laughs> Three if you include your beer, four and five if you include my dogs. <laughs> apparently, apparently your dog's a big hit on Instagram, so congrats for that. Yeah, everybody loves my dog. Yeah, you started off the FI Garage Instagram page with a picture of your dog. Yes. So you've sucked in every Bernese Mountain Dog lover ever into our following. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. I was happy to hear that the Bernese Mountain Dog and person who were had to be rescued, rescued in BC was not you. Was not me. No. Yeah. Me and... Come on, me and Winston wouldn't get lost. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. We probably would. Okay, sliding doors aside. Yeah. <laughs> lost sliding hikers walls. and Bernese sliding walls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the HELOC is a complicated product. Right. Okay. It's not a first. You're never going to get that in your first time mortgage. Unless generally. You no. need to have a heck of a lot of yeah. equity. If a you're putting down, 50% down, down, yeah. 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 You know, so... Let's let's just say that it should also be mentioned that if you have a HELOC, you have to have at least twenty percent equity in the property. Like there's no oh yeah five percent down mortgage yeah, yeah, that comes no, with no, a HELOC. No, That's no, not no, happening. No, 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 no. I thought you said it had to be thirty five percent. You need no, it's sixty five. Sixty five can be a HELOC with the remaining fifteen percent yes. being a mortgage. Yes. They will not loan oh, more than I they'll see. loan you sixty five percent. Sixty five percent of your equity. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Let's let's call it an advanced strategy. It's not going to be your first mortgage. It's going to be probably your renewal. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe at a certain point where your property's gone up in value a whole chunk and you want to pull some equity out right. to invest, to use that money wisely. And I will go ahead and just, this might be a little controversial, but say, <laughs> if you are not a sophisticated investor, stay the hell away from a HELOC. Right. It's just going to give you access to funds yeah. that you might spend that you shouldn't be spending like essentially you could have a HELOC on your house that you just never pay off and you continually pay interest because you're not paying it down. Well, that's what it's, people do to buy the new jet skis, isn't it? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just setting the baseline of your bank account yeah. at a negative number. I don't exactly. think we even need to have that discussion in the FI garage because I, this is FI. I think we do though, because it's in a, like, unless you have, we all re- need reminders. We all need reminders. And like, I it's have not free money. It's not free money. Yeah. 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 The reason I currently have a HELOC on one of my properties is because I'm undergoing a construction project to build another rental unit. Right. That's what that money is for. Why did you go with the HELOC? Uh, I had plans to either purchase a a rental or a revenue generating property. Right. So I wanted that lump sum of cash available for a down payment. Yeah. Or I'll be uh, engaging in a hybrid style Smith maneuver where I'll use a debt conversion strategy from my equity to, uh, uh, sorry, my equity in the house to a an investment in the market. Yeah. And we're so not going to, we're not both gonna, have plans, solid plans, plans. solid plans. And you wouldn't money. have it otherwise. Yeah. No. And if you, if you don't have a solid plan for that money, don't get a HELOC. No. Well, I'll, I'll argue that just a Unless little bit. It's an emergency fund. Uh, okay. Well, I don't even want to call it that. I don't even want to go there. Fair enough. Okay. Because yeah, that's not this. Episode. I want to have a better emergency plan than going, crap i need a new roof i'm going to use my heloc for it fair i don't i i consider my heloc i'm more the meant way like tsunami emergency <laughs> yeah fund. yeah okay fair <laughs> well there's going to be other issues when world the bank, war three the bank's like fund. well everything's on fire i'm yeah. sure you can't access your 100k to rebuild <laughs> yeah. right now <laughs> no yeah. i my sole intention with the heloc is to use that money Free up capital for further investing. Exactly. Exactly. Free up capital for further. That's a great way to put it. Tweet that shit. There you go. He's hammered. He's hammered. (laughs) I did have a couple pregame beers. (laughs) Uh, And we should also mention, you quickly mentioned the Smith Maneuver. We're not going to talk about that tonight. No. We have an interview lined up with an expert on the subject that will be 
released later. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's got its own nuance and complications too. And yeah. there's a lot of discussion about that, so we yeah. won't get into it. More importantly, you've got a mortgage. Yeah. you got to pay it. Yeah. How secure is your job? What happens if you can't pay your mortgage? I have emergency funds okay, yeah, waiting but, in the But wind. I'm trying to lead you into your what you wanted to talk about, insurance. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, you mean what happens if he dies? <laughs> no. Well, there's two things. Mortgage, life, and disability insurance. There's... Right. How do you... So, how do you... Okay, you've got a family. Yeah. And you got the house. Right. And the picket fence. You're living the dream. Yeah. You're on your path to FI. Right. Everything's looking rosy. Yeah. But you still owe 80% on that mortgage. And here, in, rant engage. <laughs> when you get, sign up for a mortgage, a lot of these jackasses will try and sell you mortgage protection insurance, which is an extra payment on top of your mortgage every month. That does what? That says if you die, the mortgage gets paid out. Yeah. Or if you become disabled, they'll pay your mortgage for you. Paid out or pay for you? Pay, pay your, make your mortgage payments for and, you. Until you're better or indefinitely? Depending on long-term terms. disability, depending on terms. Similar to long-term disability exactly. insurance. So people think, oh, this is great. Yep. I'm getting insurance on my mortgage. If I die, my family's protected, right. mortgage is paid off, or the mortgage will be paid if I go into long-term disability. Can I just ask a question? Yes. The mechanic implied that if you just lost your job because you were unlucky. That doesn't qualify okay. in this category. Okay. Now Doctor, he, doctor's note. Doctor's note, yeah. Here's the problem with this whole thing is a it's typically more expensive than regular insurance and b that payment doesn't change so if it's an extra 30 bucks a month for insurance to pay off your four hundred thousand dollar mortgage mm-hmm. in 10 years it's still going to be 30 bucks a month but in 10 years your mortgage isn't a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage it's a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage so the benefit that you're getting over time decreases but the payment stays the same that's a bad deal Go get insurance separately. Don't buy mortgage protection insurance. It's freaking stupid. How much is mortgage protection insurance? Or sorry, no, how much is individual insurance then? Individual life insurance? Well, well life, life or dis. Life and disability, I pay $20 for $750,000 worth of coverage. You're 30? Yes. Okay. So yeah. we're going to use that as a base number? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, no, I think it's twenty three. I mean, it's whatever worth, it is. My only argument to that was, yeah. hey, if your life insurance coverage is substantially more right. than your mortgage coverage, maybe it, that works. Every out, situation but, might be different. Yes, but, but for, yes, in general, I think he's right. But I've done the math in, like, I did the math for my parents too. Yeah, and yeah. they're older. Life insurance is more expensive, but so is mortgage protection insurance. Right. right. This will segue into another episode talking about having the appropriate insurance that you need. Right. Nobody here is saying that you shouldn't have coverage of paying your mortgage or, or what. In death and disability, absolutely. absolutely. Like That's there's absolutely a, something you need to no have. No discussion, but the products that you are sold, and is it just the banks that sell it? Is it through their own the lenders, the, le- the, lenders? the lenders will sell lenders, it yeah. through different I'm, insurance it's providers. It's an extended warranty. Yeah, it's, ex- it's, it's an extended warranty. Ah, that's a warranty. good way that's to put it. That's a great yeah. way to put it. Would you buy the extended warranty on a VCR? Right. No. I know. My VCR still works. Yeah. Believe it or not. You still have a VCR? I do. You want to see it? Next, you're going to tell me you got an 8-track player. Do you have Uh, Duck Hunter? (laughs) I actually have Duck Hunter. Shut up. You don't even know what that is. It's freaking NES. Wow. Cheers. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I'll bring out the home videos on the uh, VCR for next episode. This is the type of millennial we have. He can't use Pinterest, but he's got Duck Hunter. (laughs) Correct. All right. Well, yeah, insurance is important. It, you need to make sure your family is protected. And that's what insurance is all about, right? But it goes back to the shopping around. Don't just take the insurance that they're trying convenient. to sell you with yeah. the mortgage because yeah. it's convenient. I, Actually, go get a good insurance package. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that, not earlier in this episode, before that I read The Wealthy Barber, yeah, which is a 20-year-old book. Yeah. And he has a great section on... Be insured. He does, yeah. But understand why you're insured, why you're covered, and what it's for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's timeless information. And again, I'll I'll be the first to plead ignorance on having appropriate insurance coverage. Because it's another thing that we're not experts in. Right. None of us day to day are experts in what coverage we should have. Yeah. The closer to FI you get, the less insurance you're gonna need. That's a good point. Yeah. So yep. Every day working towards FI is a 
good positive day. Yeah, there you go. You know what else is positive? This beer? The switch to Hoyne Pilsner. Yeah. All right, well, I think we kind of we scrubbed into mortgages a little bit. We gave you some stuff to think about. You know, again, these topics are so hard to address because they're so individual, right? They're so personal. I mean, it depends where you live in Canada. Depends right. how much money you have saved up. It depends which lender you want to go to, what access you have. It, is it your first mortgage? Are you sure you want to buy a house? I mean, yeah. all these questions. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, I, I don't regret buying and getting a mortgage i was definitely uneducated when i got one i've gone through one renewal and i learned a lot about it you know changing lenders was complicated and it cost me money yeah yeah Yeah. hopefully it's worthwhile in the long run i did want to free up that equity but you know if you're just happy to get the lowest rate and keep on going and get that mortgage crushed we didn't even talk about prepayment that much but get that mortgage crushed as soon as possible on your path to five can we talk about uh payment frequency a little bit yeah, that's a good point. We yeah, didn't I mean, even bring that up. What, what yeah. do you guys have? I do every two weeks. Right. Yeah. Which is... Well, you don't get paid... Do you get paid every two weeks? It's irrelevant, really. I don't yeah. do it by pay at all. Um, the way I set it up was I, I, I went with a long... Am- We're going back into the meat of the episode. This is great. <laughs> I set up a long amortization period so that my payment value was small. Right. Even though it meant the interest was a little higher. Mm-hmm. But I crush it with extra payments. Right. 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 So that was my goal. Is yeah. like I don't really care what my payment is. That's irrelevant. I pay more in extra than I do in my payment. Right. Yeah. You know, so my whole goal is to is crush the principal. Right. I guess the point is the more frequent your payment, the quicker you'll pay it. The quicker you're gonna pay better. it down. The yeah. better, yeah. yeah. So I get two extra payments a year yeah. with bi weekly. Monthly you're gonna make twelve payments a year, bi weekly you're gonna make twenty six. Yeah. And if you but if you are getting paid bi-weekly there's really no reason to go monthly on your payments no. right for me there it is because my properties have rental components and i only collect rent sure once a month so okay. i only pay monthly fair yeah because the rent yeah. like i get rent on the first of the month and i've scheduled my mortgages to come out on the fifth right so but I if you're paying from your pay if you're paying from your pay yeah go bi-weekly yeah yeah i think so I mean, it it's hardly yeah. debatable, You're going to save right? money, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and I think at the end of the day, too, is biweekly helps you manage your monthly budget a lot easier. Right. Yeah. You know there's going to be two chunks coming out, and you can spread it out around paychecks, around other bills. You know, it's kind of nice to kind of line things up or spread mm-hmm. them out a little bit so you have a more gradual flux of in and out. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hate the one day all of it comes out yeah. and all of it comes in, and then it's better. For me, I prefer managing it over the length of the month right yeah so yeah no i mean like i said this could be a two-part episode and we can go into lots of more yeah, yeah. stuff well if anybody has any other questions that we didn't address let oh. us know there, there's lots Love there's lots out there oh, i'm sure but and, and that's the hard part is you can't answer all these personal questions when they're like well what about right. this situation i'm in uh eastern ontario and i want to buy this and this is my blah blah, blah. and it's like well that's great i mean everybody will give you an opinion yeah but you gotta do some of your that's own. That's all we're doing. Do yeah, yeah, right. Do some of your, do your own, own due diligence. Yes. Do some research. Yeah. See what's right for you. You know, if you listen to this podcast, we appreciate it. And you're obviously the type of person that's willing to do some research and learn some more. So yeah, so good do on that. You. Yeah, we're we're constantly learning too. And uh, part of that education we bring to the microphones. That's right. Yes. We try. I we try our best. On yeah. education. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else? A stupid money move. We got one. The stupid money move. Hey, you're taking my job. I yeah. <laughs> I would say it's not shopping around for the best mortgage. I think that's pretty obvious to shop around for a good mortgage. I know a lot of people who don't. They just take whatever just the take... bank gives them and renew. Really? Because they, they, they're they loyal to the bank. Loyal to the bank. The bank ain't going to be loyal to you. Yeah. The minute they don't want to give you money, they ain't going to. So go with the best deal for yourself. Go with the best deal for myself. Shop around. Yeah. Right? I mean, you shopped around too. You just didn't sign the letter. Sign the letter when you your mortgage came up for renewal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you should shop around not only the first time you get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Which yeah. I think people do. I think that's generally generally practice. people shop on their first mortgage. But yeah, but I, on your I second into that mortgage, trap. let's be fair though. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It is a pain in. Oh, the it's ass. a pain yeah. in the ass. Yeah. Convenience kills. That's what we're all paying for these days well, is convenience. And that's one thing I will say is 
So Gen- that's the stupid money move. Complacency. That's the stupid money there, move. That's though. the money complacency. Yeah. And paying extra for convenience. That's the yeah. stupid money move. But One we can th- use that lots. One thing we should add is if you're renewing with a new bank, you're going to have to requalify. Yeah. Which means right. appraisals, pay stubs, blah, appraisals, blah, 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 all that. Blah, blah. Yeah. If you happen to be, let's say you're FI and you've got your mortgage going to renewal, well, you oh, don't yeah. have income That's, coming in. That Well, we'll have to get into that yeah. with a whole other episode. Absolutely. Hopefully you can't dividend. even get a new credit card if you're FI. Well, yeah, because you've got no <laughs> employment income. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I'll leave you with this as a fun story. Oh, here we go. I had a friend whose boss couldn't get a mortgage because he was self-employed and owned the company but he was able to get a more expensive mortgage than the one his boss was trying to get and his entire livelihood depended on his boss paying him yeah but the guy who owns the company because he's self-employed can't get a mortgage yeah makes no sense no the banks are idiots yeah i was hoping for a fell off my mountain bike again story yeah Yeah. good well i do that a lot too All right, well, uh, thanks a lot for listening, and find us, comment. Comment. Review us. Subscribe, review. Our our reviews in August are up 50%. Our reviews are up 50%. we had one? We had two in August. That gives us four. (laughs) Actually, that's 100%. That's 100%, yeah. 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 Well, well, our mouth is strong as usual. And we appreciate the reviews. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, anyway. Uh, you'll find us on Instagram. Uh, there's probably a picture. Of, what is uh, our Instagram? Bernie's Mountain Dog. Uh, that's a really good. <laughs> yeah, because we're new on Instagram. At uh, on Twitter, we're fi underscore garage. Yep. Uh, Facebook on it's, uh, Instagram. Financial Independence are, Garage. Oh, oh, I on don't Facebook. know how to do anything. He's here. just mumbling. <laughs> just to himself. Turn his mic. I can yeah. mute his mic. Yeah. Uh, we are the fi garage account. The account? No. <laughs> fi garage acct as in account. Okay. Oh, that's, uh, that's Instagram. Fi Garage was taken. Right. So I yeah, oh, use speaking, it. Uh, if the actual Instagram owner of Fi Garage is listening, because we should send him a little message. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we're willing to trade you beer for the name. Yeah, that seems fair. All we're right. also willing to trade our listeners beer for topics. We'll talk about your topic. If you send us beer? If you send us beer. Well, you no. were trying to. Is that not bribery? Yes. Yeah. Bribe us with beer. We'll talk about what you want. Absolutely. That seems fair. Yeah, you don't even need to send us the beer. We'll oh. just talk about what you want if you ask us to. Uh, well, that's fair too. Yeah. Well, that seems reasonable. All right. Another good chat. Good. Uh, good having beers with you boys again. Well, good talk. Adios. There. Good luck with your mortgages. It's a challenge for everybody. So just uh, play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst sign off of all time. Can can is it not over? It's never it's never over. Yeah, so let's have a different sign. Don't play it cool. Just, just <laughs> never listen to the mechanic. Go in hot. It's incredible what's going on. Just go in hot and get the best deal, damn it. Uh, see Adios.